Welcome to Deconversion Therapy. It's Karen. It's one of two of your non-therapists here. So this is one of my solo ones that I do every once in a while, which is good because this is some very practical, good information to know, but it's also infuriating. So I'm the perfect person because Bonnie, she's so laid back and I'm a little bit like, um, where do we buy torches and storm castles? But don't worry about that. For now, sit back and relax, listen to my dulcet tones. But I am coming to you from the Bible Belt here in the South in the U.S. I want to say hi to the people who are in Canada. We have a lot of Canadian and Australian uh, listeners and, you know, Commonwealth people sticking together, listening to us, and we really appreciate it. And I love how people say, well, I am in the, quote, Bible Belt of Canada or of Australia or of North um, upstate New York or wherever it is. Like, everyone knows that there's, like, these patches all around And it's scary, you know, it's not comforting to see what is going on out there. So let's just not, just close your eyes and and we'll go from there. I'm the one that you see as the quote face on our social media. Interesting enough, not on our Instagram, we have a logo there and how many times people obviously assume any kind of agnostic ex-church stuff is being done by usually white males is unbelievable. And we lost some viewers on Instagram a couple weeks back because I made some funny memes about Taylor Swift. All harmless, no big deal. And of course, a real man. You know who you are. You stayed. But some were like, oh, this woman, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know, I'm a woman, right? So we had a drop and people left, and I blocked some that were being rude. But it's like, you know, it's losing weight eating cake. I still get to enjoy what I'm doing, and then the riffraff takes itself out. But it really goes to show there are not many people that talk about these kinds of things that are women that do it consistently. And when we do, uh, a lot of us... Um, hear that we should shut up, but you guys are great, and we really appreciate your kindness and all those great things. Follow us on the social medias. I'm getting on threads a bit more than I had, and if you are not in our Facebook group, everywhere, we put links. So see right down in the notes here, yeah, no, you didn't look. Go go look. I have everything listed for you. So if you want to get into our Facebook group, it's very active, and it's where I steal my memes from. We have, you know, again, TikTok, all those other places, but you can also, if you would please review us, we notice that we need to keep encouraging people to do that. So I want the guilt of not reviewing to weigh on you as much as when you jerked off after church, all right? Just until you just get it done, and we really appreciate it. You know we do. Hopefully, you know we do. So let's get on to the annoying stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's the He Gets Us campaign that played during the Super Bowl, and that was an excellent game. I... 
keep getting tagged in different social media about like what is behind this. And we covered this a year or two ago. And that's just how it goes when you have been doing this kind of stuff for a long time. There are more people coming and talking about these things. And so I'll get tagged. And I thought, let's go back to the original, as far as I know, article on what the hell this He Gets Us thing is and who is behind it. And I have to say that I have been connected, not know, but been connected to Chrissy Stroop for at least five years. We started out on Twitter, we're on threads and so forth, and she's a journalist and scholar in certain things. I am going to get when she reported on He Gets Us in 2022. So this goes back a while. Remember, this was not the first year of He Gets Us. And to tell the truth, the commercial I saw, I know there was more than one, but the one that I saw was not the foot washing one. It was one where like everything was blurry and then it would come into focus. So that's if you saw my little quip about Thank you, he gets us. Now I, too, want astigmatism. Like, it it really didn't do anything as far as I know, except it was supposed to now supposedly be for Christians. We can get into that because that's what this episode is about. What is outreach and what is for Christians? Just backing up a little, there were different commercials. They spend billions of dollars. We know the Hobby Lobby guy is behind a lot of that money or some of that money. And they are, quote, rebranding or making Jesus look cool. And I like in one of Chrissy Stroop's articles, she says, it's awkward. It's sort of like it is these board of mostly older white-haired white men, a few black leaders or individuals there, and one woman, I think, on the board of this thing. And it's like them saying, I have a black friend. It just, it misses the mark that they're trying to do, which is be cool and hip and get those Gen Zers in because they are not religious And we need to appeal to them. And what better than this stack of old guys doing it with a commercial during the Super Bowl? One of the ones this year was the one where it showed these different AI images. Who knows? I mean, doesn't that, isn't that free? Can't anybody do that on like a free AI app? Anywho, I don't know how they spent their money, but... It ended up being showing like an older woman washing the feet, which is biblical. Jesus washed the disciples' feet, washing the feet of a young woman outside of a Planned Parenthood, washing the feet of a Muslim, washing the feet of a gay person at the beach, washing the feet of, I think, like maybe a homeless person who was happened to be black on the street in an alley. So it was actually very uh, racist in a way, because what it's saying is like, look, we can be nice to these people, these people who aren't like us and aren't accepted into what we believe, rather than just having a general people that maybe even look like them, that they targeted and said someone who goes to Planned Parenthood must not be of the Christian faith, 
is very odd, seeing that pro-choice, pro-life, not only is it a new thing since the 1970s, we've talked about that when evangelicals decided to hop on the pro-life train, but there are a lot of denominations who, who are fine with abortion. So I'm going to talk about Chrissy Stroop's article. Again, this is before this year, so a lot of things have changed, but not really. So here we go. Who is behind the He Gets Us campaign? It is a project called Servant Christian Foundation. Even Christianity Today reports that it's a, quote, a nonprofit backed by a Christian donor-advised fund called the Signatory. Remember the Signatory there. So the Signatory is the financial arm, and it's headed by someone named Steve French, who we don't know a lot about. And because it's a donor-advised fund, it means they don't have to disclose the identities of the people providing that funding. So there, you know, the right, the Christian right— gets to minimize transparency, gets to sort of hide that from uh, the rest of us. Like, who's who's putting their money into this? At least the first spots that were made were produced by someone named Bill McKendry, who also did one for Focus on the Family and Alliance Defending Freedom, which we're going to get into. And it obviously is, again, trying to make millennials um, and Gen X go, you know what, that Jesus is cool. If it is done for outreach, which they are saying, I want to say um, everyone in the U.S. has heard the Jesus story. So please go deeper and tell us exactly why you are advertising Jesus. Now, we know the last PR firm that Jesus had was doing a shitty job and that is Christians, right? So, of course, they're going to have to take over and be like, no, let's run this through some professionals because the people who say they're born again have fucked so much of this up that we're losing people. The fun little controversy is that there are a bunch of Christian, quote, influencers who are saying, this is not a Christian ad, this isn't biblical, because Jesus only washed the feet of his disciples. And so this whole thing of just washing anyone like a sinner's feet, even a gay man on the beach wearing flip-flops, now that's the sin right there, that is not what Jesus would have done. And our favorite um, linguini-haired musician, virtuoso, Sean Foyt, even said, Jesus washed Judas's feet, but he still sent him to hell. That was his, like, outreach thing. Uh, I, it's fun. It's fun watching them all argue with each other and see what's going on. Plus, there's, there's some more um, interesting Sean Foyt news because he went to the Super Bowl, and he took photos and video when they won. He put it on his Instagram, and all those people that he walked down his little COVID conspiracy train during the height of COVID are now going, what are you doing with the elites? You know everything is rigged. This whole football is rigged. 
and you just see everyone saying that a million times. And some are like, I used to respect you. Why are you doing this? Why are you there? You know, and he's like, well, you got to bring light to darkness, which translated is I got a free ticket. People did ask him and he said, this was gifted to me. And people said, doesn't matter. The money was spent and keeps going into this. And of course, he was there and probably saw the demonic red piano that Alicia Keys uh, messed up her first note because Satan was after her or something like that. But if you go to his Instagram and you go down and you look at him at the football game, read the comments, entertainment for days. So back to this he gets us thing. When you look at Signatry, the financial arm that backs this. They had to file with the IRS, but they're a 501c3 nonprofit. So what they have to do to maintain that is make annual financial filings that become a matter of public record. That's straight from the article. I'll be reading uh, verbatim. And again, I'll link in the show notes these articles. So Chrissy Stroop was like, let's go look at these 990 forms and see what's going on there. What we see is from 2020, a form where the signatory group has paid out to other funds, to other campaigns. Who did they send money to? They sent $19 million of funding dollars to Alliance Defending Freedom, which we know is anti-LGBT. And they also wrote a model legislation for the historically terrible abortion ban in Mississippi. They also gave nearly $8 million to Answers in Genesis, which if you've ever typed anything in Google, you will notice, unfortunately, that Answers in Genesis comes up quite often giving you the answers to things because, of course, they have people that do that all the time to make sure that their stuff marks at the top of Google. But Answers in Genesis goes to uh, the Creation Museum, you know, some science. So what they should have done with the foot washing is had someone smart having their feet washed because they're against that too. They give at least $1 million or more to Campus Crusade for Christ, which I love that they have rebranded to just CRU, like, we're the crew, and if they do gang signs, I believe it. Anyway, and they also gave money, this to me was very interesting, to a ministry called Al Hayat. And it is, quote, respectfully yet fearlessly unveiling the deception of Islam. So it has an Arabic language Christian satellite TV station that goes to try and convert Muslims to Christianity. And in, again, the commercial, you can see that this same funding organization is fine to let people know, hey, look, Muslims will even get their feet washed. Yes, even those terrible hellbound sinners will get their feet washed. Of course, he gets us as all within the cloak of acceptance, love, diversity, progress, but or not. Chrissy Stroop went all Hunter Thompson 
and went to the website, hegetsus.com, I think, and they have a chat feature where you can chat with a real staff person if you need prayer requests or you're struggling, etc. What happens is they put you with someone who is not a counselor. And to the person who answered Chrissy, fortunately, they said, hey, I'm not a licensed counselor. So that's good. They probably have to do it for legal reasons, but whatever. But Chrissy posed as an evangelical college student, quote, struggling with gender identity. And so they told that to this, quote, counselor, and the staff member said, hey, you've got to tell this to your pastor and your parents. Without any regard to the person's safety, I've gone over a few times. We have resources. You can go to our website, and we have some resources there. We're not therapists, but even what we do, we come across so many people who, especially minors, are questioning or know that they are in the LGBT community and don't know what to do. So I always say, are you safe? Like, that's the first question you ask. And then if they say yes, I can pass them on to a different resource. If they say no, of course, that's that's an initial resource they've got to look at. The staff member also said, you know, you probably should see a counselor. So Chrissy said, I'm worried about going to one because what if they lead me astray, giving that person the opportunity to say what we knew they were going to say. It should definitely be a Christian biblical counselor. The staff member even quoted Genesis saying, male and female, he created them, which Christians, evangelicals especially, sorry, not all Christians, who are anti-LGBT, same-sex marriage, trans rights, etc., use as a way to say, you know, we're not going to support that. One of the things I find most insidious about He Gets Us is that their website is working with Glue, G-L-O-O, which is a Koch Brothers connected company. It uses big data to help churches target the vulnerable for outreach and conversion. So even when Chrissy did that chat, but you can still get it from clicks and different things, they can funnel that into different people, uh, sending out emails to people or finding areas where they can go into. They're going to get good demographics about the ages of the people, the uh, selected genders, and so forth, so that they can hone these fantastic commercials that everyone gets. I don't know if the backlash of the He Gets Us campaign is more than the That Is a Good Idea campaign. And I mean in people who are neutral. I mean people who maybe aren't Christians. Do they look at it, and are there people going, that's true, I should probably go to church, or I'm at a low spot right now, so maybe I should check that out. Maybe. I don't know. I just know that the people who are all in on thought processes around leaving church are like, no fucking way. And people who are very Christian and evangelical are actually also, no way. 
I also wanted to get out information tonight about the premiere tomorrow of God and Country. This is the movie. It's a documentary by Rob Reiner showing the harm of Christian nationalism. You and I know it's terrible. It's fucking harmful. We saw January 6th. We know what's happening here. And we would think Christian nationalism are the people that wear the MAGA red hats. Let's just, you know, show that those people are very well acquainted, usually one and the same. So what is this movie? Where is it showing? What impact is it going to make? This is all my speculation from the information I have and from attending a webinar that they did two nights ago uh, that I joined in on to listen. First of all, the movie, the trailer is great, but it's fucking triggering. It shows a lot of January 6th. It shows a lot of Trumpers yelling. That is not my vibe. Uh, I am the true pod, the, sorry, the true crime podcast and television lover, but that's because the bad people get caught in the end. If I don't see people with Trump hats getting punched, I will not like it. Um, so it would be hard for me to watch, but I'll tell you if I'm going to watch it or not in a bit. You can go to the trailer. I'm going to put this uh, in a newsletter that's going to go out around the same time that you listen to this so you can see everything. But who is in this? As in, who are the talking heads? You have Russell Moore, who we've heard a lot about, who was in the Southern Baptist Convention, but is seeing some of the evils of it. David French, again, a Christian who was very ensconced and wrote for the GOP, but he has seen the dangers of Trumpism and has spoken against it, and you'll find a lot of his writings in Time Magazine, etc. Phil Vischer, you know him, VeggieTales. So he is going to show up as Bob the Tomato in this. <laughs> it's a joke. Um, but he is also Christian, anti or they like to say, not anti, but people who reject Christian nationalism. In the webinar, I met a Jamar Tisby, who is a black preacher somewhere, and gave some really good insight on the issues of racism that go hand-in-hand, obviously, with Christian nationalism. William Barber, who is fantastic. I think he just retired. If you've seen anything where there is a larger black man with a beard and usually sitting in a chair or has a cane, that's Dr. Barber. And you probably were like, man, is that the nicest guy in the world? Very just accepting and loving type feeling. Also Christian. We have Kristen Demuse or Demez or Kristen. Hey, Kristen. And she wrote Jesus and John Wayne. Uh, and she's in this. She is also a Christian. I think Calvin University is where her scholarship, where she teaches, etc. Andrew Whitehead, uh, Rob Shinnick, Charlie Skies, Catherine Stewart, who wrote a book about this, that then that was used for the Rob Reiner stuff. And I'm going to link her book in our 
like Book Rec's place. You don't have to buy it from us. We get like seven cents, but you can go in there and like look at things and go, I want to get that and I'm going to get it somewhere else. Andrew Seidel. I love Andrew Seidel. Follow him. Follow him. I can't even remember what he does now. He was at Freedom From Religion, I think, and now he is with what? What? I don't know. But he's on, you know, BBC News, BuzzFeed, um, all these places, all these things. He wrote The Founding Myth, which was really big. Oh, and he was on Fox uh, News to debate Bill O'Reilly once. He's lovely, and he protects First Amendment rights. He's an attorney. When they said, hey, everyone, this is so-and-so, and the person would nod and then say, hello, everyone. And Andrew was like giggly, and he's like, I'm so excited. He's so cute. He's such a sweet person. Anyway, he is not a Christian as far as I know, and so it's good to sort of have his voice in this, because this is the situation with this film. I have now realized through, again, Chrissy Stroop's writings, that this seems to be for a Christian audience. The trick here is Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner is Jewish. Everyone knows that. He's an atheist, but by birth, he's Jewish um, ethnically, not religiously. I'm interested to see how all this plays out and how Christians accept this, because if they're going to listen to something, is this the right venue? Is this the right avenue? I even got in touch with Kristen Demez, and we were emailing because I'm like, you know what would be great if we did what the freaking Sound of Music, what is it? Sound of Freedom did, where what they did is they went through the churches. They had the churches by tons of tickets, and then they gave away the tickets with a link to get people into the theaters. And that's why when you heard at the beginning, there were empty theaters, but it said it was sold out. Something's up. It's the churches. That's how Pastor Mark Driscoll got on the New York Times and how they caught him doing it, because they used church funds to buy books pre-sale or to get movies pre purchased. And I asked Kristen, like, are they going to do this, that for this? Because that would be fantastic. Now, at that time, I thought this was a movie for sort of everybody, for, quote, us, our listeners. But now I see that it is more one for Christians, church-going Americans, which makes me think, damn, why didn't their marketing team do the same thing then? Go in and buy those tickets and give the links away free. So I'm going to give you some negative and then some positive about this movie. Again, it releases in theaters tomorrow, Friday, the 16th. All right, so Chrissy wrote in Religion Dispatches. If you don't follow religiondispatches.org, great information, covers all religions, fascinating. Anyway, um, Chrissy wrote, I wanted to like God and Country, the rise of Christian nationalism. <laughs> You get it. The Rob Reiner produced documentary on, quote, dangerous implications of Christian nationalism. I wanted to like it in spite of the trailer's focus on the threat of Christian nationalism to Christianity. 
a framing I've consistently objected to because the equation, the equation of Christian with good is false and harmful. And I totally understand what is being said here. So what they're saying is, hey, look at these Christians that are doing it wrong, and the rest of Christianity is known on this good filter, good lens for everything, when it absolutely isn't. And because the movie seems to be saying that we're all family, right? It absolutely does not include LGBT, trans, um, different things that we would see, quote, outside of the Christian lens. Again, so I guess the audience is supposed to be Christian. And if so, then the marketing team has failed because I absolutely thought this was more for a general audience, but this is going to be towards churches. Why would it not play in churches? Okay, let me move on. Why don't I have a job in market? Okay, sh- let me move on. I also agree on this point. It says during the movie, a voice behind the camera asks Catholic religious sister and social justice activist Simone Campbell, quote, is Christian nationalism Christian? To which she pr- replies, no, it isn't. There are a lot of things with this that bother me, but it's, it is a, I don't want to say it's a fuzzy area, it's a muddled area. So when someone says something isn't Christian, they are saying that the people that subscribe to this belief system are also maybe not Christian. I'm not sure. They're saying it's not a Christian theology. Or what exactly are they saying? Because, again, it equates that there's an us and them within Christianity, which there absolutely is, but it doesn't make clear why are you saying that those people aren't acceptable Christians or aren't listening to correct things? Because there are absolutely Bible verses that they can point to just as much as other Christians can point to ones on inclusion. So disregarding them and saying they are not part of us means that Christianity in general can't be held accountable. Because they'll say, well, they're not a true Christian. They're not a true Christian. I could go down that forever, but I won't. I am confused and I'm flummoxed when you put Rob Reiner's name in there and then it is more for Christians. I I just don't totally get it. And I don't know if the public is going to understand it either, who this is for, who they're trying to convince. Now, when I went to the webinar the other night, I thought it was really informative and great, but you know, I'm a starry-eyed child in many ways. And they had some of the people that were in the movie on there, which really covered some interesting things. So I think it was the person that I said, Catherine Stewart, who wrote a book, that this whole movie was brought in about. This could have been her talking. She said a hundred years ago, the KKK had someone who wrote down, these are the people that can come into our, quote, club. And it's the exact same as what the white Christian nationalists say, obviously. You must be Gentile, white, 
native-born and Protestant. So not just not Jewish-born, but you need to be Protestant, not Catholic. And it goes back to, if you listen to our thing on Chick Tracks, where Jack Chick made all these horrible cartoons, some of them very homoerotic, to try and make people turn to Christ and was very anti-LGBT, but was also very against Catholics and Jewish people, like hate speech. So I'm also sort of worried about this connection with Rob Reiner being Jewish during this very heightened time when things are happening overseas and people are all trying to look at everyone they know and say, are they a Zionist or not? Are they good? Are they bad? So I don't know. I'm hoping peace and all that. Are you ready for this statistic? And I'm going to cover this study that they mentioned probably on TikTok. But there was a study done by PPRI, I think it is. Self-identifying Christian nationalists are twice as likely to say or admit that they have hit, bit, or punched someone to resolve a conflict. Isn't that crazy? That is not only saying, I will do violence, which the study also says they are more into like, yeah, I gotta protect myself, I'll do violence, but that they're willing to admit, I was not intelligent enough to use my big boy words. You know, I had to resolve a conflict twice as much as people who aren't Christian nationalists. Now, this movie, one of the good things I think it will do is even if people don't see it, maybe the title itself, people go, what is that? Because I think there's a statistic that one third of Americans have never heard of Christian nationalism, which... You know, I I don't put that in the same category as they can't point out where Canada is. I think Christian nationalism wouldn't be on everyone's radar, so that's understandable. And so maybe this will help it get on the radar. As Catherine Stewart also said, those people who reject Christian authoritarianism are in the majority, not the louder people, but definitely in the majority. And of course, we have all got to vote because, you know, it's getting crazy. It is getting crazy. And everyone's nervous about the upcoming election. Nobody is happy with the candidates. If you are younger, I do, I don't know if this will calm you down, but letting you know for all the years I've voted, like there's never been, uh, okay, Obama, but there really has never been like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I want. I'm, you know, this person is going to put forth all the things. So feeling that emotionally in your body, totally understandable. Because, um, yeah, been through it before. Now, I lied. I'm going to put this information in our newsletter. Go sign up for it down below. We have a free And we have sponsors, people who keep us going and keep the lights on. Um, So I will put all this in the free newsletter. And if you want to read other stuff, you'll see a line break. And we'll put our other information under there for just our sponsors. But I'll put all this stuff, the books, the people, the where it's going to be showing, all of that in our newsletter. So make sure you get the free one. Anywho. When you click on God and Country Movie where the theaters are, of course it's super limited. 
It is super limited. The closest for me, and I'll tell you, people who need to hear it are where I live, Nashville, Tennessee. And yes, there are theaters that played Brokeback Mountain in the day that nobody else would play it. So we do have theaters that play more of, you know, I don't know what you want to say. I say normal, but people would say fringe sort of movies. I don't see it listed. The closest theater for me is Knoxville, Tennessee. So I think that is a disservice if this is for Christians, for it not to be in the hotbed where everybody lives, where people who are in this movie live, where people who are doing the radio shows, doing the music, doing all these things, live. It would be great if they could see it. But you can see a list of the places, and I'm just going to, let's see what I can do here. I'm just going to give you a few places. So Grand Rapids, Michigan, you're in. You got it. St. Charles, Illinois. I think it's the only place in Illinois at the Classic Cinema, Charlestown, 18 Theater. Uh, Canton, you're getting something. Noblesville, Indiana. White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Can you already hear what I'm trying to tell you? That there's not a lot of things that sound like hotbeds for this kind of movie. Lake Worth Beach, Florida for Bonnie. That's the closest. Go drive. In L.A., Landmark, Westwood. Um, Portland, Oregon gets it. But I'm sorry, you know, Portland, Oregon, you're not really the audience. So again, I'm I'm confused. Now, it is going to play in Dallas and Fort Worth, Texas. That's good. But then, you know, it's playing in Fargo. I, I don't see how this is going to work out. Now, will the theaters expand? I don't know. I, I, I just don't see this doing as well as I thought it was. And yeah, I'm beating a dead horse that the audience is not who I thought it should be. Or maybe it is. But if that's the audience, it should have gone through Christian organizations. But how can they? Hi, I'm Rob Reiner. Let me bring my movie to your church of people who think Jews killed Jesus. It's just, it. I don't know. I don't know. But there you go. Now you have plenty of annoying information about He Gets Us and the God and Country movie. And I have probably just made you never want to listen to me again, but hopefully it's some helpful information. And we will get back to the funny stuff. I just think this is very important. I'm going to tell you how I would do it. If I was doing the God and Country movie, first of all, it would be more of a, a scripted situation, right? Reenactments. We've got movie stars in it. There's Brad Pitt. I can do a cameo, obviously, because I know some things. Brad can play, whoops, hit the microphone. Brad can play the shaman. Remember the shirtless guy with the head thing? I can be there and he and I can meet and have a little rendezvous behind the Capitol. That's just like to get the people in and go like, look, it'll have to probably be filmed, I don't know, 50 to 60 times because we want to get it authentic. Um, but I really think 
if we script it like that, and then we have different people playing not only the January 6th people, but Trump, um, who would play? I think we can bring back Kevin Spacey just for this. It would be volunteer. It wouldn't be paid to be Giuliani. I think just a little uh, take off the top of the, the hair situation. We would have landscape. What was it? What was the freaking um, Four Seasons landscape? We could have that in there. Then it would reach bigger audiences. People would go to it. Anyway, I am going to try and see it. I don't know how. I don't know when because it's so far from me. But if you see it, please get in touch. You know where we are. We're everywhere. Please get in touch or say something because you'll be able to comment in the newsletter. I want to hear what you all thought if it is anywhere near you. And that's it. And I just want to say... Maybe he doesn't get you. Maybe we get you. We're not going to wash your feet. I don't like feet, but we get you. And don't be a ship pile. See you guys. 